Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Been quite an interesting week. I know. I'm going to just throw this out there. We had an episode last week, right? I'm not just I'm not just going crazy here. As far as I can recall, we did. What a crazy week I've had that that I've like I don't feel like it's been a while, but really it's just been one a week and a day. We're recording this a day late, but with that comes some interesting stuff, but not summons. I got to say, this is probably one of those rare weeks where it's light for both of us as in we didn't make any summons of note. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, not, nothing new really popped up. I had already summoned and gotten what I was looking for on the Naga banner. Mm-hmm. And so didn't go back into that. And all the others are just, you know, ones that I've already completed or as well. So Yeah, and we're going to talk about one of the newer ones, the weekly revival summoning event in the uh, Surprise Fae channel. But... Right now, you do have at least 10 days to get over to the Bridal Blessings stuff. And then the Flyer Formation is running until the 16th. And I'm assuming Eddie is typing in the uh, the Weekly Revival that happened this week, which was Weekly Revival Banner number one. I don't remember. I think it's like Deirdre, uh, a couple others. I don't remember who was in that, but yeah, it, it's a weekly starting on Sundays, so... Well, 15th or 16th is when it ends. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, um, we might as well just move right along. Eddie, why don't you give us the the very scant details that we have of what's remaining on the June calendar that's been given to us? Yeah, we haven't gotten a new uh, calendar, so all we know that's still coming is the new banner, uh, the uh, Awakening Children banner that we found out about on Saturday, the Forging Bonds, in the orb promo um also we do know that there is a grand hero battle coming a couple days after the banner i can't remember exactly which day that one was starting but we did get that info in the children's banner trailer Mm -hmm. so yeah fun stuff uh but yeah it's 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 light we should get a new calendar soon right that's what we're thinking yep the grand hero battle starts on the 13th perfect so cool well um with that very very quick intro to the show let's move into the meat which is the surprise fae channel so surprising that it was one of those rare and i think it's only happened one other time one of those rare just straight upload to youtube here's the the fae channel don't talk to me or my son ever again that sort of thing they they announced a new fae channel was coming minutes ago yeah, yeah, it was. It launched at like eleven thirty, and I think that's when they dropped the actual video. So, was it eleven? See, I I went to bed, so when I woke up, I was like, "What? There's a Fay channel?" I thought someone was joking well, in Discord. Uh, I, the post in the um, news says it was dropped on the ninth at eleven thirty p.m. Eastern. Hmm. So, I wasn't actually paying attention. I found out the next morning as well Mm -hmm. so you know oh but funny enough it was kind of when did sorry you said it was sunday evening so no it was saturday it was like thursday or friday evening oh man my might have been saturday morning 
concept uh, of time sixth. is all messed up, so I apologize. It dropped on six at eleven thirty p.m. So Friday morning is when it when we would have first noticed it. Right. Well, they detail some quite interesting things that we're going to talk about here, starting off with the Ether Resort Concert Hall. And I got to say, is this making Ether Resort interesting to us? Define interesting. We're going to use it. Then no. Oh. <laughs> you don't like the music in uh, Fire Emblem? That's not one of your faves? I, I like the Fire Emblem music, and I will maybe try and get in there, you know, and have something to use the revival stuff on weekly, on, you know, every so often. Mm-hmm. But I don't see myself getting in more than once or twice a week. I don't see myself sitting there trying to listen to the music for hours. Um, the nice thing that I might consider using, and it depends on if there comes out a song that I really enjoy after purchasing it, Mm-hmm. Um, would be the f- ability to set it on other screens, which was a nice little feature they noted. noted. Uh, so when you boot up the game, instead of just the generic music you currently have in the castle, you can maybe set it for your favorite song or whatever. Yeah, or your you know? fav- a song from one of your favorite Fire Emblem games, because I think it, um, based on the Fae Channel, yeah. I guess they give you... They let you buy songs, all the combat preparation songs that, that yeah, I... Yeah, it looks like you get... Them. Yeah, right now it's just preparation songs. They're planning to add more. Um, you get one song for free when you get the concert hall. Mm-hmm. And you can set it to... It sounds like any screen. Like, if you load up the Allies menu, you'll have a different thing. And, like, maybe even within the Allies menu, you'll have different themes if you want. It's but, kind of a neat feature. Like, sort of a sound room do you remember in the n64 days and the gamecube days like they'd have like a sound room that you unlocked that's kind of novel even in the 3ds games they have sound tests or sound rooms you can it's not actually a room you sit in per se but a screen you can pull up to play various songs and videos you've unlocked Mm -hmm. i I think it's a neat concept also they see here you can kind of make your heroes uh dance so if you oh, yes. really want to get that into was it. the most important... Uh, wait, no, I didn't care about that part. Sorry. I mean, it's pretty... It's it's flavor. But, I mean, honestly, you got to admit, it's more to do than there is in any other uh, section of Heather Resort. Like, they're, they're doing some cutesy stuff here that's kind of... I mean, it's... I don't know. It's um, low-hanging it's, fruit. I mean, it doesn't feel that horribly different than what you can do in the accessory room or the weapon room the armory you know except it's actual music and you can set it to different screens but Mm -hmm. just picking a random character and having them try on all kinds of different weapons is feels kind of similar for actual inside the ether resort stuff i mean like i said i generally have been getting in every week to get the 60 uh rest and relaxation hearts or whatever they're calling them and this is a consistent thing where you can keep spending them as opposed to just adding a couple new uh rubber ducks and teddy bears yeah and i have noticed i didn't have enough saved up it's like 300 for the concert hall and i had like maybe 260 so i have to wait in order to get it but um i mean i'm not not really hurting over it i'm kind of like all right (laughs) you know i kind of just jump right back out um, yep. Essentially, but... I booted it up. I 
you know, looked at what I had, I had, and was like, okay, so I guess I'm waiting until um, you know, I get that 300. Not getting the teddy bears yet. Yeah. Um. Also for Ether Resort, or sorry, Ether Raids, rather, they announced some setups. So after you've had a mode around long enough, and it's very complex mode, and you have to change your team based on what the seasons are. So now you can actually set up to five teams and set them to be defaulted depending on the season that's happening, um, which is kind of interesting. So if you're yep. if you're trying to min-max Ether Raids, you've probably been doing it manually. That sounds like a pain in the butt. So now you can kind of set your teams if you've got them in a place that you want. I, I don't know about you, Eddie, but personally, I just usually have one team and kind of swap out characters here and there. Like, I'm not really min-maxing it, per se. Well, yeah, uh, on a previous one, they gave you the ability to set um, sets of offensive heroes for different seasons. And now they're giving, essentially, the ability to set up the layout of the grounds and stuff per season. And... Yeah, I haven't been playing it enough that this is useful to me. When I do hop in, I generally don't bother even changing anything. Maybe I'll swap in the current um, bonus hero for attacking, but other than that, mm-hmm. I just haven't done a ton with it, changing things up. So Yeah, although, you know, a- maybe now I'm more inclined to go in and at least do the work if, if the game is going to, you know allow me to set these up maybe i go in and do the work just to have them yeah and like if you have a specific even someone lazy like me if you want to set up a specific offense and defensive setup for um you know each season you can do that now so that's a nice thing Mm -hmm. makes it a little easier yeah it's really, it's, you know, it's quality of life that we like to see in a very complex, constantly evolving free-to-play game. Um, speaking of, uh, we all wanted this, Hero Merit, the limit from 5,000 to 6,000. How are you feeling yes. about getting 1,000 new uh, feathers? Same as before, when I had barely gotten any heroes to that 5,000, so. <laughs> it's funny, like, I must have have, I must have, like, a, a, a default backup team. Because I think, like, my Lynn, Hector, um, maybe Lucina, they've all, and Camilla, they've all maxed out. Because I think they're my base secondary Tempest Trials team when, when my first team fails. So my second yeah, team's always I'm, the same. Yeah, I think I'm similar. I have a small selection of heroes that are, like, yeah, my base backup team. You know, I have my um, squad of heroes that I've been using for... Uh, forging bonds mm-hmm. uh, nothing super amazingly powerful but i've been working on leveling up their hero merit and i, I think one of them was if not fin- just finishing getting close to finishing the hero merit grind so well i mean it's I about to have to swap them out but i guess not yet that's not a bad idea yeah i should probably switch out my base secondary team it's kind of a background thing like hero merit i don't really grind it i just kind of oh it pops up and- if you're like trying to five star a whole bunch of four star units, or you know five star and plus ten a whole bunch of four star units, which is easiest way to do it, you yeah. know, get one of those three and four star units, and you know promote them, it can be useful to have the extra feathers. Yeah, but you're not wrong. Well, it's been a while since I've had a desperate need for extra feathers. I, you know, think I finally got most of my units. Um, 
at least one of them promoted and leveled up to 40, so I have all their end conversations, so now it's time to start looking through ones to start doing it, but, you know, it usually sits long enough that I have over 100,000 feathers to play with to love to promote a couple people. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, uh, it's good. It's good to see them, because the game's been around for so long, it's good to see them even bumping it up a little bit, so um, I'm sure some folks are happy about that. We've also got guess, our, uh, sorry? I was going to say, I guess also you do sometimes need to promote units to fodder off skills, but since I don't fodder skills that much, you know, hmm. or weapons, True. You know, I don't use them as often as some would be using them, so these extra thousand feathers per unit is useful. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a little thing, but I'm sure I'm sure it's it's certainly welcome. Um, we, we mentioned earlier in the show the weekly revival summoning event will be kicking off, it has kicked off, and basically is uh each week for 20 weeks you've got three five-star heroes that will have an initial appearance rate of four percent summoning rate now is this their answer to basically moving a good chunk of characters out of the summoning pool this is it right pretty much because um all these heroes are year one heroes i believe all came in before all heroes who came around before book two so these are you know Weekly banners going through October, I believe. Uh, four star um, focus unit rate, two stock or a four percent focus unit rate, two percent uh, pity break rate. So they're keeping the standard six percent starting point, but they're just giving the focus units a higher chance mm-hmm. than and... the pity breaks. Yeah, and there's a lot of them here. We're not going to go through them. Uh, you can certainly go check them out if you're looking for a specific hero. But of note, there is a Lin themed one on the fourth week. So for you Lin fans, is there a Lissa one? I don't see. Uh, I don't see it. How, well, oh, okay. I guess it would be Lin and Brave Lin. So yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no Brave Lissa yet. The only other Lissa is. You know, the second Lissa, which I still argue is far too few Lissa, but... Wait a minute, uh, there's the repeats in this. seasonal. There are repeats in this. I'm seeing Lynn, Brave oh, Lynn twice, okay. Brave Hector. What is this? Wait, Brave Hector shouldn't be in there. Oh, regular Hector? Sorry. Is Brave Hector year two? There could be certain units that they feel people want more. Hmm. Uh, maybe hmm. there's... There aren't enough five-star units to do 20 full banners, even at three units per banner. So, yeah, you know. It, it really, all I'm seeing is Some Hector of the more and... popular units are, you know, which would be those two. And how many duplicates are there? I'm only seeing a couple. There's a couple of Zuras. Uh, okay. Brave Lucina's in there twice. Zura being a dancer is probably pretty big in there. Um, Actually, there's a lot of duplicates in You know, a couple of Nephanies. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's another dancer or singer. Yeah. You, you folks will have to check this out. It's a, it's a pretty good allotment. Um, personally, I can say that I'll, I'll probably just summon the free summon and jump out. I, I don't know. There's no one really here that I'm itching for. Um, I have, I have them all and I'm not looking to plus 10 any of them. So yeah, I'll probably do the free summons each week and that's about it. I don't have Om. That wouldn't be too bad. Wouldn't hurt to have all. I have Celica, so I'm just looking at these really quickly. Yeah, like you know, 
I don't know. But 4% is certainly a welcome bonus from the normal 3%. I, I kind of would have maybe, it would have been nice to see maybe like a, a 5% just for semantics, but like maybe maybe 4% is enough of an edge to make it kind of well, worthwhile. And the thing is, is that unlike Hero Fest or Legendary Banners, they're not altering the start the five-star summoning rate. It's still a, fi- a 6% chance to get a five-star on these banners. It's just that instead of the even split of three and three, sorry, three and three percent for the five star and the pity pool, uh, this is a four percent for the focus and two percent for the pity pool. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's not too bad. That's pretty so. good. Uh, I can dig those odds now, Eddie. The big, big update that came, or the big new mode coming with this, that's so big. That they're going back to their here's 20 orbs because something new is coming. So we'll get 20 orbs on the 15th with these the new Rooker ro- sieges. Yeah, Rooker, Rooker stage. Al Rooker, I don't know. Uh, Rooker sieges. <laughs> it, yes. it it's basically raids, is it not? Like that's what's happening. Kind of, sorta. Yeah, I mean, it it's definitely interesting the way they have it set up, and looks like it might be fun. Um, you know, it's just the way. Fae gameplay goes, it's their version of a raid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so it looks like uh, Rooker Stages pits a summoner's hero and allied heroes against a massive shadow foe that in battle were certainly proved to be a challenge to defeat. The five-person teams will have to take turn after turn to bash the gigantic enemy down with hit after hit, but worry not as damage is scaled to allow numbers to make sense so you can kind of see that the big guy depending on the difficulty you choose uh actually i believe is it difficulty based the hp yep. the video i don't know if the hp is difficulty based but hmm. probably maybe, maybe not I maybe don't know. it's the scaling anyways uh they show a yeah, I mean, giant um erica she's got two hundred thousand health and you do you start doing normal damage, but then as units start to appear, the you know enemy units, you take those out, and then your damage multiplier goes up. So yep. I don't. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know how seven turns equals you doing a bunch of damage, but winning, I guess, victory is a seven turn battle, or you deal twenty five thousand damage, and that may be based on difficulty. That may be based on difficulty. Um, you know, it's. From what they made it sound, and I don't know for sure, because it's not out yet, and we'll get more info closer to the 27th when the mode launches. I think it was the 27th. Um, you know, the damage carries over from battle to battle. It's actually the 17th, so you're close. Oh. I knew there was a 7 in there. You so. got one right. Yes. So, the 17th. So maybe we won't get a bon- another data drop before that uh we still don't know when the seasonal units are coming but um you know the uh 17th when it launches the looks like the battle the um per siege the damage carries over and you beat them again and again uh could be wrong but that's what it looks like um they didn't really showcase that very well in the fey channel but now i'm looking at these screenshots and the way they're trying to explain it like you succeed based on doing um enough damage or 
Yes. Or or winning basically, which eventually you'll win, but it's it'll be interesting to see how cuz they say it works like Grand Conquest where there's a new um stamina uh resource which is uh it's axes, battle axes this time. Yes. So now we've got swords, lances and axes. The trinity is complete. Uh and then you bring a team in, you fight and you just try to do your best and and um the higher you go in the ranking, the more uh, sacred coins, refining stones, orbs, hero feathers, and other goodies you'll get. So, yeah, and I think Grand Conquest is a good uh, comparison because you know it kind of looks like it'll be similar to that. You'll pre-register before the battle begins. It'll go on for a couple days or a week, and then it'll be gone until they set up the next one. Yeah. I mean, are you looking forward to Rooker stages or sieges, rather? Um, I'll try it out. How much I stick with it, I don't know. I mean, they they invoke the wonderful Grand Conquest. Does that worry you so? Uh, like I said, I'll try it out. Whether <laughs> I stick with it or not, we'll find. We'll see. Are you going to pre-register? I usually pre-register for the Grand Conquest, even if I never get into one. So, <laughs> see no reason why I wouldn't. Well, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. I like the idea of uh, of raids and kind of trying to see like big baddies and going after them. So I, I mean, yeah, it looks interesting. I'll definitely try the first round. Whether I play more after that round, who knows? It's kind of like it's funny if it works like voting gauntlet, but we're all in the same team. We're all fighting against a common goal. That kind of sounds neat. But then if you kind of get you know lumped in with a bum group, like it might be. Like in Grand Conquest. Like, yeah, like in Con- <laughs> There it is. And like in Grand Conquest, yeah, you're right. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we have about a week before they launch, and we should know more, you know, as we approach. But uh, pre-registration starts soon, uh, probably a couple days before. Yeah. So, And in the Rooker Sieges here brought up a discussion in um, uh, Discord about wanting co-op, um, possibly battling friends or co-op with friends, and it's like, you know, similar to how Dragalia Lost does it, but to be honest, Faye is not set up to have that type of co-op. No. You maybe have asynchronous co-op or asynchronous battles with your friends where you're, you know, similar to what was that game you guys discussed in Gamers in Hero Academy or whatever? Hero Academy, yeah, that was a big asynchronous yeah, so- game. Something similar to that, but... I would love. Really couldn't do live co-op for Faye. Yeah, asynchronous might be a lot of work on the server side, just based on like queuing moves. That might be a significant investment. I don't. I'd never say never, but um, it's certainly the yeah best form of co-op. That's the thing about risking. You know, not sharing how. Not sure how it would work because you know we don't know what they would need to do on their side. I mean, to my mind, it seems like it would be simple. You know, you have a map, a battle, you complete your turn, and then it, you know, transfers all that info to the server and then alerts your friend that it's their turn. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not having to worry about queuing moves. You're each taking turns. But maybe there's far more to it than I realize because I am not a game developer, so I yeah. don't know what's involved in all that. I, I really think that if we do ever get like a co-op like a real co-op where you're playing uh, you know against or with your friends 
um, and not AI, not your friend's AI. Like it's got, it's got to be asynchronous. I just, I yeah. Unless you're queuing into a lobby with your friends, like I just don't think yeah, the gameplay is dynamic enough for that. Yeah, unless they go in and find some way to significantly alter the gameplay play, it's got to be asynchronous if we're going to do any kind of you know multiplayer in this game. Well, you're also waiting for your friend, right? Like it's turn-based, so no one wants to wait. Yeah, Everyone's pace and, is different. Yeah, and that's the other issue with asynchronous gameplay is that it's hard to properly reward that. Yeah. Reward you to participate in that because you get that friend who suddenly got sick of the game or something happened that they got distracted by another game and they don't respond for a month, well, you can't continue that round, that battle that you started with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, so that's that's the version update. It's it's live now. You've probably already downloaded it if you've tried to play the game. Uh, but Rucker Stages will be live on the 17th, so look forward to that. Uh, Eddie wanted to go over quickly. We got a trailer of the new heroes. We're not going to go in-depth, but just a yep. teaser for next week. We'll go in, go in-depth next week once we've actually had them in the game and gotten a chance to look at them better. But... Yeah, uh, it's a quintet of awakening children. All right. Because um, as with previous months, we they have shifted to where they're doing a grand hero battle with the new heroes banners. Uh, so on the banner we have Yarn, Na, Brady, and Jell or Kajel. That's one that's always been hard to know how to pronounce it. Yeah, the trick is uh, none of the letters are silent. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> or not, nah, but, you know. Um, and the Grand Hero Battle Unit will be Cynthia. Mm. I did mention who each of their parents are. I mean, Nah and Yarn are obvious, considering. Uh, but I did mention who each, each of the other parents are in Discord, if you want to brush up on that, if you don't remember from Awakening. And, yeah. Nah, the only one that jumped out at me... Pretty much right away was not was Tiki's right, and I think we've talked no, about Yarn. Sorry, <laughs> no, not is not Tiki's. Oh, well, who is it? The other dragon from Awakening, the one oh. who you have for most of the game, Noe. Oh, um, does Tiki not? Does Tiki have Tiki a kid? Tiki does not have kids in Awakening. Oh, see, she comes so late in the game that. Uh, if she does, I don't remember it. But I don't I'm pretty know. sure Tiki does not have a child in the game. Okay, and Yarn is is um, Pans. Pans, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, we discussed it a month or two ago when we were thinking there would be more beast units. It's like, yeah, Yarn's the only remaining... We didn't name, mention him by name because I couldn't remember his name off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Yarn's pretty much the only beast unit that I knew of that had not already been released. From Awakening. But just period. Uh, there's probably a bunch of different um, beast units from uh, the Tellius games that I don't know about that mm-hmm. might still be able to be put in. But, you know, I haven't played through all the Tellius games, so I don't know all of the beast units in there. Right. So. Well, we will uh, We'll get one more beast unit in the near future with Yarn, and we'll talk about all those fun folks next week when we have them in game and we're able to do a couple summons uh speculation corner eddie you had this up earlier but i feel this is ripe for speculation now now warning to everybody 
This is a data mine, but I feel like this is a safe, you know, speculation corner where we've got this this character, this story, mysterious story character from the data mine. Eddie, um, yeah. uh, describe this for us. Uh, well, with the um, fact that I had the launch date for Rooker Sieges off, I might be wrong, and I'd have to go look through the data mine to see how much data they have for Rooker Sieges in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I, uh, there was a suggestion in Discord about this new story character that uh, we have images for, but not actual combat images. So she doesn't actually fight. We don't actually fight her. Um, of Thor. Uh, T-H-O-R-R. And the O has one of those uh, weird accents. I don't know what the right way to pronounce it off the top of my head is, but, you know, essentially Thor, a female unit. Um, they posted her picture in Discord if you want to go take a look at it. Um, you know, and like I said, their Discord was discussing that she might be from Rooker Sieges. Um, I fully expect another small patch before Rooker Sieges start, but I could be wrong on that, especially now that I realize it's only a week until it launches. Uh, not the week two weeks or so that I thought. Um, But uh, there's something about her outfit that kind of makes her look reminiscent to Niffle. And, you know, she might be a way to bring Fjorm back into the main story. Oh. Uh, Well, because she, you know, uh, being Thor, and there was obviously some comparisons to Loki going on, um, this is not... this This doesn't feel like a book three specific character and more like maybe a character... Be, it's more associated with you know book two characters like you said with Niffle and Loki and all that fun stuff. Although well, Loki was in book you, one, you, but not. You bringing up Loki makes me realize she might actually be something more to do with Rooker Sieges. Okay. And a character like Loki that is not going to be tied to any actual book per se. Uh, it was just something about her design, her outfit design that made me look looks kind of like it might be Nifflin. Somewhat Nifflin, not exactly, not as much um, snowflake imagery as the Niffle stuff, uh, but not quite the same design as the Aspirin stuff. So part of me was thinking maybe it's, you know, early Nifflin, like um, Leaf and, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Thresier. Right. Uh, but, you know, not with the, not necessarily with as a general of hell's army uh somehow like either uh fjorm's mother or fjorm's ancient ancestor founder of niffle might have been it but maybe you bringing up loki and thor and loki it actually makes more sense that it might be a rooker siege unit you know like loki's out there trying to cause chaos and we meet uh thor who is opposed to loki which i think is a common occurrence in Greek mythology or Norse mythology where Thor and Loki are at opposite you know are opposing each other yeah I mean that seemed like the easy easy one for me but but also looking at her design and the way a lot of the hell characters are designed in this dark moody way she could easily be you know the heaven to hell right maybe she's a character that we we come across in the new story chapter and she's like the the person we have to seek out to to save you know ask her as you know maybe i don't know 
Because Loki seems to think there's a way to get to some sort of savior, save the world. You want to save everybody because, you know, if hell takes over, then nobody lives. Maybe Loki I mean, takes it. Loki takes seems there. less about, you know, oh, save everyone, more about, um, you know, if hell succeeds, all the humans are gone and there's no way to sow chaos. Because hell will just run over the world type mm-hmm. thing. Uh-huh. So, you know. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the reason, so we know, she, we figure she's not going to be summonable because as they said in Discord, I think it was um, Sandman had said there's no attack art, which I mean, it doesn't, it, this could be an early addition to the game, but you know, it, she her artwork does scream like appearing within dialogue of story, right? Um, yep. Um, and sorry, I was just double checking. It does look like the Rooker stuff is in the game. Uh-huh. So we might not be. We'll probably not get another patch before. So she might be with the Rooker in Truth of a Name. So maybe, but maybe you know when you pointed out the Thor and Loki stuff, it actually does make more sense that she would be an opponent to uh, Loki. And Rooker sieges are, you know, the Rookers are, uh, you know, chaos flooded. heroes true who have grown in size and so thor is here to restore balance i like that theory to the chaos that that works really well i I think honestly i think that's gotta be it i I don't really know like anything else just doesn't seem like it has enough to it as a theory so i mean it won't take long to find out we'll know in a week we'll be able to discuss it we don't even need to wait a week we just need to wait um what is it tomorrow when the new banner starts Oh, and then we'll know it's not uh, part we'll of have the, the story chapter, and we'll know if it's part of the story or not. Oh, good point. But well, the we'll story chapter is titled "Truth of a Name," and I don't know how exactly that would fit with Thor being in adding Thor, but maybe it would. You know, you never know. We'll see. Well, um, that brings us to just near the end of the show, as we are going to do a game club update. Uh, We're playing Fire Emblem Fates Conquest, and we're going to talk about chapters 11 through 13, although the roles have been reversed. I was actually able to finish. Eddie, you're falling behind just a wee bit, right? Um, Yes, I'll admit. Sorry, discussions from various podcasts and stuff I listen to got me kind of interested in playing Diablo again, and I ended up breaking down and getting it for the Switch. Oh, nice. So... At work, I've been a little more distracted playing Diablo and getting a character to at least level 70 in there. Uh, so I ended up letting my uh, Fates time uh, slack off a bit and then spent the whole day yesterday with my brother and niece and nephew and his wife and all and at uh, Magic Kingdom. So yeah, only got through Chapter 11. I did get a paralogue finish. Mm-hmm. unlocked one of the children characters but cool well we're gonna talk all about that and i gotta start things off just by mentioning that i had to kick the difficulty down and i've never done that in a fire emblem game um and i i feel the reason i did it was because i was really bashing my head against the wall with these three chapters conquest is no joke um i was playing on hard classic which i never play games on hard and i, and I feel like the way they describe hard is like the way to play if you're a veteran of the franchise. Um, 
But yeah, there was just these moments where characters would just be out of place and then they would die and I'd end up having to do a chapter like 10 times just perfectly to finish it. And it just wasn't fun. Um, although I, I, what I should have done is I should have dropped it. So you can change the difficulty. You can drop it down, but you can't raise it. What I should have done is I should have dropped from um, classic to casual and kept it hard because normal is now quite easy. Like it, it essentially makes enemies weaker and removes some enemies on the map. Uh, and, and essentially I kind of, in chapter 13, when I finally made the switch, I was steamrolling. So, um, so were you playing normal or easy? Um, cause I think I'm playing normal, which is the standard difficulty, not the weakest one. Well, no, normal is the weakest. No, cause that was the lowest I could go unless there is one below normal. Oh, okay. If you are then you started at hard. So yeah. Okay. You started higher up than I did. And I thought hard I was always the just default. play normal. Oh, okay. I played the default. So, so it's hard to, oh my God, was I, was I giving myself a hard time? Is that what you're saying? Sounds like I it. I don't know. I, I'd have to pull it up and double check. Um, well, but, you know, it's not a big deal. I, I started at the default or the mid difficulty. I thought I was on normal, but maybe I'm only on, you know, easy standard, whatever they call it. I have no, I, I have no idea. Either way, I, I reduced the difficulty because I just, I wasn't having it. I wasn't having fun, but um, I do think this will be better for this, the health of this game club. Because Conquest is very much different from from Birthright. It's it's very tactical. Every map is different in terms of like your overall strategy. There's no real like. There's multiple options to go forward. It's um, it's different. But uh, before we talk about each map, why don't we do a quick summary? Okay, um, before we hop into that, though, I do want to quickly note that um, I haven't really discussed it before myself, but mm. I have actually been playing on casual this whole time. Uh, for the most part, I've been resetting as if I was on, on classic, but I just had it on casual, so like, if I hadn't been so far behind, I could have pushed through and gotten to the place I needed to. You know, hmm. well, the, the, letting the, the characters harm die if it happened, but... Yeah, but the harm in, like, having a character die midway through battles, they might be losing on out on XP. Like, if you have a hero die at the beginning yeah. of each map, even though they come back, you're still losing out on potential to give them XP. Yeah, and that's why I generally have been resetting whenever I, um, you know, encounter the uh, death or whatever, so. But I have been playing on casual, so if I ever end up having to push, I don't have as much issues necessarily if that makes sense or yeah or risk. like if you're at the end yeah. of a map and you leave a character exposed by accident and they die and you have to reset because you've been playing on classic that definitely happened to me so yeah and that's sort of happened to me because like i said i've been playing it like i have classic on but i've actually had um you know casual on mm -hmm. so i've been treating it like but, like, today I didn't have any characters die while I was trying to push through the chapters. Today, if I had, you know, been pushing through chapter 11 and someone had died on me, I would have been able to finish the chapter and maybe save in a different area to eventually go back and continue on to 12 if I had managed to get through, you know. But that was other things that got in the way of today trying to get through that. 
In Chapter 11, you reach the Rainbow Sage's Sanctuary and fight through Hinoka and her armies uh, without killing anyone, allegedly, apparently. After winning, uh, Kaze overhears your desire to bring peace and not just kill everyone like Garon and the Old Nor. Uh, and he decides to join you. Uh, shortly after, uh, our best friend Iago appears, uh, wishing that he, you know, Garen would follow his desires and have you killed outright, as usual. Uh, but with further orders from Garon for us to kill the Rainbow Sage, um, you refuse, and Iago is getting um, excited that he might have a chance to kill you for treason again. <laughs> uh, but the Rainbow Sage uh, dies chooses to die on his own or something. It's confusing on what exactly happens, whether he runs himself into your sword or... <laughs> he force ghosts. He just yeah, disappears. forces himself to die somehow. And, um, you know, in order to save you from that uh, issue of the treason thing, because uh, it is long past time for him to die, uh, he, like the dragons of old, tends to go crazy the longer he lives, apparently. And now that he has passed on the power to you, he has done what he needed to do and can go. So, and that's where I ended. Yeah, and this map here was interesting. I don't know, there was, again, branching paths. You can kind of go up the right side, the left side, or if you're trying to maximize XP, you can kind of send two branching teams to go out because there's a bunch of, like, um, floors essentially in, in this building, and there's branching paths. Which which way did you go when you were when you were doing this one? I'll let you know when I get there. Oh, in chapter eleven. Oh, eleven. I actually did two teams. Sorry, I thought you had jumped to chapter twelve. No, sorry, I you were I'm, summarizing everything. So no, I, I was. Well, I figured because you had done chapter eleven, I wanted to you know kind of go in there and, and talk a bit about it because okay, I thought I thought we were discuss you were going to summarize everything before we started discussing. That threw me off. Um, that I split up into two teams. I sent um, my flyers to the right, and my archers and I think Corin went with them this time uh, to the left where the archers were and mm -hmm. the dagger units. Well, those archers, like I, I found th they had van they had a, an ability on them that if you hit them with uh, melee attacks, they they dealt back that damage in in total so that kind of like ate up some of my strongest units so i avoided the archers and just went up the right huh. side well i had like i said i sent my archers out to him so i wasn't mainly attacking him that much mm -hmm. so i never even noticed that ability I, I had um what's his name uh azama do something like that like right righteous yeah, he has an, or something like that. Yeah, he has an ability from afar to kind of cut your health in half, right? And that's didn't permanent. fully cut my health in half, but it knocked a chunk of my health off. That Hex was the one that he was using from afar to cut the health down, mm -hmm. which he missed on the two people he tried on me. Yeah, because he so only like, has two when charges. When one of our units attacked them, um, he there was like righteous wrath or something that dealt a bit of damage back to that unit. Mm. No, yeah, you're right. And these are all boss units that you come across. Uh, each room had a boss unit um, or yes. a sub-boss unit. With, uh, I had yeah. Azama and um, Setsuna. Who, uh, well, yeah, Rinka was one of them. Mm -hmm. But Azama and Setsuna, who are Hinoka's retainers, and then Kaz and Rinka as the other two. 
Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was a it was an interesting map, and honestly, uh, one of those ones where you kind of had a bit of strategy. You could go in different directions. Uh, but now, yeah, now I'll talk about chapter twelve. So chapter twelve and thirteen, I did both of these. So we'll go through these, and I can I can give you a couple of my thoughts. Uh, in chapter twelve, Corn has sixteen turns to escape in order to save Elise's life. A curse is put on her by Iago, our lovely little scamp. Uh, on your way through, you can smash some pots Zelda style, but be wary. Medicine may go over well, but poison is also in the mix. Uh, but you could tell which was which on the map, and enemies didn't tend to do much of anything with uh, with the pots. Um, although I got to say, there was a really the way the map worked is like you kind of strategically take out the pots as you went up, but then there was a point when you took out, um, gosh, uh, Ninja Lady. What's her name? God, words. Uh, two ninja. The two ninjas on the birthright side, um, Kagero and Saizo, I believe. They okay. were sort of the, like paired sub bosses, so very strong. But they were protecting a dragon vein, and that dragon vein basically allowed you to trigger all the pots at once. And you could strategically place your units so you weren't getting hit by anything but medicine, and the poison would basically decimate the enemy units. So I thought that was really a really cool setup, like you had to struggle to get through to to get to that dragon vein but once you got it you basically triggered all the pots and that stopped you know it removed the maze of pots so every enemy would come down on you but as long as you paired all your units up um mm -hmm. you could pretty much take everybody out as they came came to you uh but you had to be careful i had a couple times where my turns ran out because you only have 16 so you kind of have to like kind of move pretty quickly throughout the map so it's kind of this again this weird tactics where you're trying to move quickly but not overextend and mm -hmm. yeah it was a lot of it was it was fun much easier than the other ones uh that we've certainly discussed so far uh in chapter 13 after defeating the hoshidans at markarath uh corn returns to nor there corn is ordered to march to chev and stop an uprising seems to be a bit of a pattern here. Uh, and who is waiting there for you? Yes, Takumi, your favorite birthright character, Takumi. So he and his retainers are there to try and stop you. And again, yeah, again, yeah this is what the third time. <laughs> Second time. Second. It feels like it feels like it's it's been a couple times. But um, he he's there with his retainers, and he has employed the rebels, the rebels, the rebels. Of Chev, which includes, I think, that Wyvern Flyer uh, Scarlet that you, you yeah. were able to recruit in Birthright. Would make sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that one, pretty standard, actually. Kind of just, you're on one side of the map, and you kind of you, you can kind of just pull people here, here and there. And you actually have uh, Charlotte and Benny really? show up, yeah. Which are uh, Xander's retainers? That's not right, is it? Uh, no, I believe they are just border guards. Oh, you're right. They are border Yes, thank you. And I and I believe those are the recruitable characters. Uh, you do get Kaz at the end of Chapter 11, I believe. Yes. Yeah. I, I mentioned that he joined you. Sorry, I didn't fully oh, explain yeah. that he did. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, solid three chapters. Again, with Conquest, these were all very tactics-based. Very tough stuff for me, at least. Uh, took me some time to get through. So I will be playing through on normal, casual from here on out, just to kind of make it a bit, bit easy. I don't want to burn myself out here with three houses coming in in just under two months. Um, 
But uh, we also had some paralogs. Uh, Eddie, I'm going to let you talk for a bit because you, you uh, got a couple paralogs in this week. Uh, did we want to go over the paralogs once one of us completed, or did we want to wait till the other completed it as well? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I feel like it might be hit and miss. Um, why don't you, why don't you talk about uh, Sophie at least? Because uh, uh, yeah, I haven't done Ophelia's paralog yet. I just unlocked it. Oh well, then yeah, let's talk as about got Sophie. Odin, got Odin married and all, but um, yeah, Sophie. Uh, you, it's the same as if you played Birthright. Same thing. Um, Sophie is out riding her horse in her deep realm, and the horse runs into the real world and then ends up running into a town where you guys have shown up to uh, help them out because brigands are hassling them. Uh, So Sophie starts up in the top right corner. Uh, You start in the bottom right corner. Um, uh, She is a non-playable unit. She's an ally unit. Uh, there's also a group of six um, villagers, non-playable villagers there as well, who are bum-rushing the uh, brigands with really no chance to win. Um, so, like, first time I tried this, I got a good chunk of the way through, and then um, Azura was just standing in the wrong place, and a couple cavaliers ran her down, because uh, my Azura has been very stubborn and growing well, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, she's been making decent growths, but she still has crappy stats. Um, yeah, only like sixteen health or something like that. So, mm-hmm. and um, and Sophie. So, which character? Which character did you end up having? Um, what's the guy's name? Silas. It's Silas's. Silas. Uh, yeah. Who Who did you end up pairing um, with Silas? Effie. Effie. Nice. That's funny because I ended up pairing Effie and Arthur just through sheer, like, they were just together the entire time and they hit S rank. And I'm like, you know what? Let's see these two retainers. They're going to be, they've already been around each other long enough. That's how you've got Percy's unlocked. Yeah, so I got Percy. And um, you know what? I'm not as big, I'm not a big fan of Arthur as a character. And his son Percy is kind of just an extension of that character. Like, he's. You know, yeah, a lot, lot of the characters, um, Sophie's one of the odd ones out, it seems, where a lot of the children seem to be duplicates of their parents. Mm-hmm. And, and as we found in Faye, Ophelia really is pretty much a duplicate of Odin or right. uh, Owain or whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the paralogue uh, with Percy was kind of interesting because it was... Um, you were, went into the deep, obviously the, all the kids like, for you know, they, they grow up really fast. They don't see their parents very much. And Percy has a bit of a, you know, a, a grudge against his father to a point where he deems him the bad guy. And these, you know, brigands sort of side with Percy. And then you have to actually fight your son, uh, which was a bit, yeah, a bit dark. <laughs> this, this felt a little weird compared to the Awakening thing. The Awakening thing, uh, the kids traveled back from the future. Mm-hmm. A future where you had failed. In this, they expanded on the Deep Realm concept, which is where all the DLC stuff tends to come from, from out of the Deep Realm. And they expanded on the Deep, deep Realm concept, where Deep Realms have their own time frames and stuff. So apparently, every Deep Realm that we can find to stick kids in travels a lot quicker than normal time. 
So what's a couple of days for you is months, weeks, or even years for the kid. So, I mean, it's a great, great use if you're trying to train up new soldiers, but for raising kids, it's a really crappy idea, even if it is allegedly safer than the real world. Yeah, I, I much preferred Awakening okay. Setup. I mean, it was a time travel yeah. video game, so you could kind of easily depend on that trope, but I think they wanted to keep kids in the game so they just did the deep realm thing and yeah it works you know and it worked i mean it, it fits with the it sort of fits with the story they're telling is that you know we're not telling a story of the people of the children from the future coming back to try and save their world yeah you know? yeah like so you couldn't the, do the same the story future. twice you know so they had to exactly so they had to figure out some explanation for why your children grew up so quickly Mm-hmm. And various children have different reactions to it. Some of them get, you know, bitter over the fact that despite not intending to, their parents are never there, even though, you know, it's only been a day for the parents. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I I mean, I, I like the paralogues. I want to I wanna keep going with them. Certainly, I think I'm... I must be close to unlocking a couple other ones. Um, certain characters seem to be developing relationships faster than others, so we'll see how that goes. Yep, but I got a yeah. couple of my uh, relationships up to the A rank, so just waiting on getting the S rank. Cool. So. Well, we'll have more in a couple weeks when we return with chapters 14 and 15. I think we're going to call it there. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep on trucking. Uh, to get through fates and discuss it, and Eddie, I think you're gonna you're gonna have to do a little bit of catch up. But I think you, I could, I yeah. I understand. Yep. I th- you got we it. Got two weeks. Next week we're gonna be busy discussing all the three houses news that should be dropping on Tuesday. Yes. So I'm gonna post this right away, so I can say this tomorrow. Jeez, oh, Tuesday. When you listen to this, sooner or later, you're gonna be able to watch the Nintendo Direct, where there will be news on three houses. Um, we, we fully expect there to be news. We don't have any confirmation. Well, we, we don't have any insider info. Nintendo, please don't send us a cease and, res- in, cease and desist. Uh, but it's a pretty safe bet. The game comes out end of July. We should get something. Yeah, it's very likely we should have, if not a giant focus, a good chunk of info. Yeah, it's a 40-minute direct. They can give us two minutes, Eddie. I don't think we're asking for too much. Unless you think we're asking for 40-minute direct, they could give us a good 20, 25 minutes like they did with Smash Brothers last year. Could you imagine the internet would have a field day? I don't know if I want I don't think they'll give us quite that long, but I fully expect to give, you know, a good 5, 10 minutes to it. Okay. Well, um, I hope hope so, too. That's more hopes, but, you know. Well, we'll certainly get some Treehouse Live, I believe. Uh, So we'll get... There will be stuff to break down next week. Uh, on three houses uh, and we'll talk about that on summoner's call when we return but eddie that's gonna do it for this week you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay email the show fay at gamersinpodcast.com be sure to check out the fire emblem channel in our gamers in discord over at bit.ly slash tgi discord make sure you follow us on twitter you can find myself at r murphy eddie at drawfear and don't forget to follow at the gamers in for show updates That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning.